Entrepreneur on Fire 1073. Don't listen to the naysayers. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, answer any questions you have, and give you a special gift. Text PARADISE to 33444 and we'll reserve your spot. Ignite. Fire Nation, ready to turn your big idea or best Instagram photos into a great book? Try Blurb's free book layout software. Visit blurb.com slash fire today. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, Wes Hayden. Wes, are you prepared to ignite? Heck yeah, man. I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Wes realized that all he knew how to do was play guitar and make coffee. He didn't find that much success in being a rock star, so he went headfirst into the thing he loved most, coffee. Wes, take a minute, fill in some gaps for that intro, and uh, give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, man. It's always a good way to start. Um, there's, There's many people in America that love coffee. And, uh, you know, I, I did try uh, all three through high school and in my 20s to uh, be a musician. And, and not that it's, you know, not possible. I definitely did it. It just wasn't paying so well. Um, so I had to figure something out. And uh, I went headfirst into coffee, man, and never looked back. Well, I love it because the thing is, is we have multiple passions. You know, we have a lot of interests in life. And we get pigeonholed into one. And a lot of times, you know, that's all the bandwidth that we have. But we need to step back, fighters, and say, hey, you know, there's other things that I love doing. I mean, Wes is a coffee guy as well, and, and that has turned out to be something, as you're about to find out, that worked out pretty well. And Wes, let's just picture you being at that networking party. Sure. Someone walks up to you now and they say, Wes, love what you have going on, but what exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? I know, it's always a good one, and I get it often. Um, <laughs> all I say is, I do coffee. All right, it's a little bit quicker than 10 seconds, but then it always goes from there. Um, what do you mean you do coffee? Well, I am a coffee roaster. Uh, we uh, purchase green coffee from, from farms uh, throughout the, the world. Um, we're, we own real estate. We're uh, building more and more locations. We're cultivating culture. We're educating people about higher quality coffee. So it's a, it's, it's a huge, huge uh, operation, and, uh, but it's very easy to say I just do coffee. Have you gone to visit some of the plantations? You know what? We have um, opportunity to do it all the time. We we have we haven't been down to source yet, but uh, we definitely have relationships with a few of the farmers that we've actually they've actually come up here and oh, wow. visited us actually. So cool. But yeah, this next year we have uh, some some uh, plans. Nice. That should be fun. There's a great book called "The Fish That Ate the Whale," and it's actually not about coffee, but it's about a guy that took over the banana world. And where he actually went down and, and was like in Central America, like buying property, doing the planting, the overseeing. Oh, yeah. I can see you getting into that later in life. Yeah, yeah, as, as uh, things continue to develop, absolutely. So, Wes, the obvious, you know, is what we're going to talk about next. Um, there's a couple obvious ways that you make money, but, you know, there might be some unique ways as well. So, I'd like to kind of dive into that real quick. Can you share sure. with Fire Nation the ways that you generate revenue? 
Um, absolutely. You know, um, to be honest, I think um, listening to a lot of your podcasts um, since I've been listening for a long time, um, um, you know, there's there's amazing um, people that you have on lately, and it's just man, I just can't even compete. There's people that write like 50 books or like the <laughs> 55th book. I I'm, I'm having trouble trying to finish my blog. <laughs> um, but generating revenue, man. Um, at the, at the beginning, it was always about trying to pay my bills, so I had to do whatever it took to actually get people in the door. So I gave away a lot of free product in the beginning. I spent a lot of my own money trying to get people to believe what I was doing was good and um, that it was going to last. And uh, banks wouldn't look at me. Um, investors wouldn't even give me a time of day. So I had to do everything on my own. And, and so at the beginning, I learned how to sell a product, um, first and foremost, how to get people in the door and out the door. Um, then as things began to develop, I became more and more um, aware of you know business practices and and and, and ways to sort of um, add to the cash value of a, of a company, and um, we've actually gone to a point now to where it's just it's almost like a snowball effect. You know, it started in in, in massive disruption and very difficult to get out of the first couple of years. But once we did that, nowadays it's almost like um, anything we do um, is extremely successful. It's 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 a very rare time I think to be living in America and to be in business. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of business it is, um, just because everything's going so well right now. Um, but we're definitely prepared for a rainy day. Absolutely, and that's one thing that's so critical. Fire Nation is to realize that once you get momentum, things start to get easier. You can start going from strength to strength. Now it is flipping difficult to oh, get yeah. that initial momentum going, but then once you do keep that ball rolling down the hill. And in our pre-chat, actually, Wes was kind enough to say that he's been part of Fire Nation since the early days. And Wes, let's just be honest. You used the word, you know, I loved it because it was raw. You know, that's podcast speak Fire Nation for it was really bad. But you know, it's okay. You know, we've made it past a thousand now and uh, (laughs) you're still with us. It actually goes back to John Lee Dumas. (laughs) You remember that intro. How could you not love that? That was always my favorite part. Oh man, that is so funny. I'm going to have to Times. play a little clip in here for uh, for Fire Nation to bring him back to my initial intros. They were hysterical. Heck yeah. So Wes, let's talk about you and a story. Now, you know, you're going from strength to strength right now. Things are going well for obvious reasons. You got some cool trips planned down to source, you know, this upcoming year, et cetera. But I want to talk about what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. And I really want you to t- to tell us that story. I really want you to take us there. Yeah, man, I've listened to hundreds of your um, episodes and I always love coming to this part, mostly when people have <laughs> something fantastic to give. Um, but you know, and I've actually thought about a lot, I had a lot of bad, bad moments, to be honest. Um, first and foremost, I'm a high school dropout. That's always a beautiful thing to tell people because yeah. they're like, well, how are you so successful? Education? No, it was absolutely not. I was really good at street smarts. So, um, but the problem is that I'm, I'm, I'm a very reactional person. I've, I react to things so, so intently, mostly in the earlier parts of my entrepreneurial, um, stuff in life, um, I would always react as if people were attacking me personally, or if they would say one thing that was slightly off, I would be very, very defensive. And I've, I've learned over the last uh, seven to 10 years how to react to um, maybe a, a critical um, customer or whatever it might be. And I've gotten a lot better at it. But in the beginning, I tell you, uh, probably within the first nine months of our company, 
Um, we were facing bankruptcy the very, very beginning and, um, we're just losing money every single month. It was 2009. It was so difficult to build business and to get people in the door and, and to even make any type of revenue whatsoever. So, um, I really got in a point to where I was really, really, um, almost defeated. Um, I had a lot of, uh, um, you know, inner demons to sort of work through and sort of, you know, try to create this company that wasn't even, you know, moving at the time. And, and, um, I just made a lot of bad decisions, I think, um, based upon reacting, um, to, uh, you know, it, either if it was customers or people or other co- competitors, I'd react out of anger and frustration and bitterness. And it was a really, really bad uh, way to be recognized in my community. And so it took me the last five years or so to sort of change that reputation. But at the beginning, it was really hard, man. I, uh, you know, we, 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 we started to make a little bit of money, man, but it was still so, so angry inside it. Um, you know, for, for some reason, I think I went through a lot of failure in 2008 before we even started our company and, uh, you know, just, just learning how to be an entrepreneurial. Um, and, and it just, it, it was difficult to be honest. It was, you know, very, very long stories. Um, but in the midst of it, man, I think, being uh, very reactive emotionally to uh, things that really didn't matter is really what what got me off the wrong foot for the first year, year, two years of our company. So looking at yourself as this mean and angry person and probably somebody you don't really even recognize totally right now, what was it that got you out of that? I mean, we've all been there, but how do we get out of that? Yeah, you know, it took a lot of inner work, to be honest, Um, a lot of uh, alone time. A lot of really seeking what I really stood for, um, what life really meant to me, you know, what I wanted my company to really represent, um, you know, and it, and it really did. I, th- I think uh, all the way through, through, through 2010, when it went through a lot of struggle trying to figure that out, trying to figure out who we were as a company, even, even our identity or mission statement just didn't make sense. Um, it wasn't until maybe mid-2010 where I started to really come out of my shell and started to really understand that this wasn't just about me, that this was a crew of people. I had maybe 10 people on my staff back then, and and I started really thinking about them. I think I, think I started really thinking about the whole future of where, where we could go, what I wanted my life to mean, and um, it really began to change slowly. But uh, as, as time went on, I began to learn, build blocks. And then pretty soon, uh, I was starting to actually do positive things rather than negative. And then that's when things really started to expand. So if somebody was in this situation right now, and they're listening, and they're saying, I'm that angry person, like I'm that mean person right now, and I don't want to be, that's not who I am. If you could just give them one piece of guidance right now, maybe one thing they could do just to start to kind of unwind this, what would it be? No, that's a good one. You know, I think just uh, keep on moving forward. You know, um, it's always progression. You know, we don't ever necessarily go backwards. People might say, well, you're going back to the way it used to be. Not necessarily. To me, it's always progression. We're always moving forward, sort of building blocks upon what, what we've learned before. And if we can take our, um, you know, failures and our, and, and our, you know, wishing they were successes and, 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 and using them for our benefit um, to actually, you know, do, do better things in this world, then, then I think that's when we start to find um, our own selves, our own identity and, and, and things that really matter. But um, at that time, it's like that's all you see is is bad and all you see is difficult and all you see is is a lot of no's and a lot of um you know nobody coming up behind you and it's very difficult in those times um but i would say press in press on um that life only goes forward and it gets better i'm gonna stick here for one more question sure what's one specific action they can take be comfortable with who you are but what's a specific action i mean like something they can uh, actually do um 
you know, for me, like meditation yeah, comes to mind. Yeah, no, Take absolutely. a walk a day to give yourself some space. But this is you, Wes. Like you got out of this. What's yeah. one specific action? You know, I really um, started to believe in the people that were around me. You know, I started to love them. I started to... Uh, yeah, but so maybe a specific action would be, I, I said one thing every single day to somebody that made them feel better. I mean, what's a specific action, Wes? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, waking up every day knowing that uh, my family depended on me, you know, that uh, my people depended on me, that I had to get up and, and uh, go at it no, no matter what. And, uh, you know, I actually did that for a lot of years and then it actually turned, turned out well, but I think it was just a state of mind saying, I have nothing to lose. This is, this is what I've been made to do. And, 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 and pressing into, into that despite the circumstance, despite the failures, despite anything. But yes, man, meditation, I think, uh, building relationships with people around you that are definitely beneficial. Um, getting rid of the negative people around you. Um, maybe not getting rid of them, but, but sort of, uh, you know, not listening to them anymore. Um, not listening to, to the, you know, self-talk continually saying that you're not good enough, that you're a failure, that you are what they say they say you are. Those type of things, um, I think I began to just believe that, um, you know, I was meant for better. You got through that. You broke yeah. through the anger, the meanness to where you are today. And you've had many aha moments along the way. But what's one, Wes, one story of an epiphany of a light bulb that you can tell us right now and specifically the actions you took after having that idea to, to accomplish what you've accomplished. 2012, I was reading Business Journal, a local business journal here in a, where I live up in Washington State. And um, there was an old friend, not, not, not a friend, but maybe acquaintance, a business person I knew about. Um, if it was fairly wealthy, fairly well-known in the area. And he's opening some, some car washes or something. And um, I just sent him an email letting him know who I was. That, uh, you know, letting them know that, that, hey, man, there's ever an opportunity, you know, to uh, build or, you know, partner up. I'd love it. And uh, thankfully, he actually emailed me the next day. We ended wow. up meeting, uh, building this uh, great relationship. Honestly, he was he was about 20 years my elder and uh, really became my mentor for about two years. And it was exactly what I needed um, for that time in my life. And, and, and that's really maybe the turnaround, a, a big turnaround 2012 was when I started to sort of um, spent a lot of time with this guy, learning business practices, learning um, what it meant to be a leader, learning what it meant to be a dad and uh, be a good husband. Not that I didn't know those things. I've been married 15 years, but but a lot of things were just not clicking. And so when I sent out this email to this guy, asked for just a bit of help, a bit of counsel, and man, it turned into one of the best friendships I've ever had. Um, still to this day, I, I, I owe this guy a lot of my uh, um, you know success, absolutely. Fortune favors the bold fire nation. You have to just make that initial contact, make that initial email, reach out. You know, you might get that no, but hey, that is a starting point for you. I mean, that's my big takeaway, Wes. What do you really want to make sure our listeners get? Man, we don't always know everything. You know, I've I've always been very... you know, I've always pushed the status quo. You know, I never, ever listened to rules. I was one of those kids <laughs> in high school that was like the one that disrupted the class, you know, the class clown, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, you ask for forgiveness, not permission. Right? And, right? and honestly, Wes, you sometimes didn't even ask for forgiveness and that's fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, exactly. That's good. That's good. But um, yeah, you know, just just being, you know, I've always struggled with asking for help. I've never, you know, maybe in since since I was a teenager, just never asked anybody for anything. Always wanted to do everything on my own. But this one time where I was really in desperate need, I think emotionally, spiritually, um, just at a really, really difficult place internally, that when I reached out to this guy, 
And actually, he actually, you know, it, it, it was just amazing that, that it actually worked out, you know, because I've always been under the impression that, man, you know, you've got to take what you get and you've got to, you know, survive and uh, do your best at it, um, always without help. And I always struggled, grew up without a father, so I never had much much direction in life where, where to go and what to be. And so this guy came in right at the right time. You know, you think about divine intervention. If that was it, then it was the perfect timing for me. And uh, it's, it's been fantastic ever since. Wes, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Delegation. You know, I'm very, it's very hard to give somebody else a job that I know I could do better. Um, it's, it's very difficult to watch people fail and allow them to fail and then, you know, teach them through their failure. It's very difficult to do. Um, but I think the last two and a half, three years, I, I, I've done that way, way better. Um, but as an entrepreneur, that's probably my most difficult is trying to trust people to do a fantastic job. You know, we have a lot to, uh, to serve and a lot of people to, um, satisfy. And, uh, it's very, it's, it's very hard to, to uh, see other people doing a job that is only, you know, done halfway, uh, when you know you could do it fully. It's a superhero syndrome. You know, we think yeah. that we're the only ones that can do it right. And, you know, we might be right the first time around, but train somebody how to do it right. Let them improve along the way. And your bandwidth is freed up for all these other opportunities. And Wes, what's your biggest strength? As an entrepreneur, man, I think, I think I've maybe mentioned a bit. Um, I've never, never believed in impossibilities. Um, I'm always pushing the boundaries. Um, I, I don't adhere to the status quo. And that's the reason why I think I have a lot of, a lot of people that look up to me, a lot of people that follow me. We have 40 something employees on, on, on staff now. I just brought on a new general manager. Wow. Brought on a new project manager and, and we're moving fairly quickly, but these guys are, are very, are very aware of, um, how successful they've been. And I, and I think that that's definitely something that is, um, definitely wanted by them, you know, at least a little bit saying, how do we go forward? You know, a lot of people are looking for people to follow. Um, like the prime, most of my, uh, employees are under the age of 30. So they're very young. They're very, um, most of them are uneducated. So they're looking for, um, you know, a thing to do in life. And, and man, I tell you, man, I think my biggest strength is, is also being able to, uh, press through things and then have other people come up under and, uh, you know, sort of, sort of hold up my arms in the midst of warfare. Wes, you're good in warfare. You're good when the chips are down, when your back's against the wall and you've accomplished a lot because of that. But what is the one thing that has you more fired up than anything else right now? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're growing like crazy. Uh, we have been for the last, uh, three, three and a half years. It's been, it's been pretty much like 30, 40% year over year, um, growth. And that's insane. Um, insane. yeah, mostly in the coffee industry because there's so much competition you'd think. But, um, I think we really, you know, got into our local economy, man, and just really built a brand, and 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 it really started sticking a couple, three, four years ago, and then once it did, it's just been massive growth since. And so, trying to, I, th- I think, balance that, it's got, it's got me excited that we just p- purchased a new piece of property, we're building a, um, a seventh location, and then you know, just working out some other leases with some other property owners, and uh, we're we're just moving forward. Um, but I think the most thing that I'm most fired up about is the crew of guys that I have with me. And, uh, man, I've really built up a solid foundation and I'm surprised that we've gotten this well at, at, at this young of a stage of a company that we have these solid, solid guys that are pretty much sold out to the company, sold out to the idea the culture of what we're doing. And, uh, man, it's exciting. It's exciting every day to wake up, um, to have, you know, our meetings or whatever it might be. We go out and have lunches together. And, 
uh, we're going uh, here this next weekend to do some zip lining as, yeah. a, as a crew, you know, and so we're just always building, always trying to, you know, be excited, man. We just had a huge summer party for a company and it was just, it was fantastic, man. We've actually come so far. It's unbelievable. So it's just always fun every day. I get to wake up and, and I'm just unbelievably stoked that we get to do this. Well, let me ask you this. Where can I buy stock in the company? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, privately, uh, uh, owned right now, but um, yeah, you, there's always opportunity. Man, if people want to franchise or people wanted to, uh, you know, grow and you know, even be even some consultation. I have people coming all the time. Yeah, saying, of course. How do you do it? What do I do? What's the next step? And I'm always willing to uh, give some advice. Yeah, I mean, seven locations, forty employees. I mean, strength to strength, Fire Nation. And don't go anywhere because we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As a business owner, your company is only as good as the people you hire, but quality candidates are hard to find, but not when you use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites, plus they have an incredibly easy to use interface where you can watch new candidates roll in within just 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, businesses just like the one Dan runs. Here's what Dan had to say about ZipRecruiter. The hardest part about running a business when you need to hire is that you have to spend extra time recruiting while you're short-staffed. But with ZipRecruiter, I've gotten quality candidates within 24 hours of posting a job. ZipRecruiter's website makes this process so much faster by letting me manage candidates in one place. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. A custom book can do a lot of things. It can highlight your expertise, it can showcase your best work, and it can give you an opportunity to profit from your smarts. This is where Blurb comes in. As a leading self-publishing platform, it's never been easier for you to take your best ideas and turn them into bookstore quality books and professional eBooks. Choose from Blurb's free book creation tools that allow you to drag and drop images and import Word docs into custom layouts. You can even create a print book and eBook at the same time. Plus, if you already have your book project in PDF format, you can easily upload it and order. Print one book at a time with print on demand or print in volume with offset for deeper discounts and a lower per unit cost. Ideal if you're looking to sell your books in the Blurb bookstore or on Amazon.com. To learn more about how Blurb can help you turn your book into reality, visit Blurb.com slash fire. That's Blurb.com slash fire. Wes, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Heck yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Not knowing that was even available. Um, you know, I grew up, didn't go to college, didn't have an idea of what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. Again, like I said, I want to be a mu musician and it worked out for a little bit. But um, I think in the beginning, I've always been entrepreneurial. I just always have been. I didn't know it though until about maybe 10 years ago. And then that's when I really started pursuing it. What's the best advice you've ever received? Stop following and be a leader. I went to see an old friend, or not an old friend, a guy that I really admired up in Seattle. And, uh, I, you know, I think, I think I was looking for answers, looking for, you know, something to be in life. And, uh, you know, I really wanted a mentor. I wanted a dad. I wanted somebody to show, you know, somebody to follow. And uh, the best advice I got was stop following and be a leader. And I think since that day, I actually really did switch a lot of things that I was doing to um, begin to lead. And it really did take on, take off from there. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? That's a good one too. I actually noticed trends 
Mostly within the industry, yeah, coffee industry, man. I notice um, I spend a lot of time studying the competition, a lot more than most people. Um, so I know everything about every coffee company within a 100-mile radius of uh, <laughs> where I live. And not only that, but nationally, too. If it's Blue Ball or Intelligentsia or Stumptown, I know exactly what they're doing behind the scenes, where they're moving, what they're up to, all, all that kind of stuff. So I think trends and competition um, is just what I'm good at. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, one that we use all the time, Google Drive. It's just, oh man, without it, we would all be lost. Um, I think once we, <laughs> once we adopted it, then it, then it really became um, just where we share everything. We, you know, over seven stores, everybody can get in the same file, see everything. You know, if it's t- daily totals to uh, scheduling to every type of uh, file that you need to check, it's always there. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? A book that's really helped me out a lot, mostly recently, the last couple of years, is The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's way more philosophical, but all it is is saying is just, man, uh, really appreciate the moment. You know, be, be aware of what, what you're doing, focusing on, uh, you know, this day, you know, rather than always living in the future or always living in the past, identifying with the failures beforehand or pressing towards something that doesn't necessarily exist yet. So just being comfortable with the present moment is very, very, uh, it's been very therapeutic for me. I'm going to just sit here for a second and enjoy this moment, Wes. How's that? Yeah. No, it's good, man. I've been looking forward to this for a <laughs> couple months, actually, to be honest. Yeah. And my good friend, James Altoucher, I think he puts it really well. He said, don't time travel. Like, don't think in the future and live in the future and don't don't live in the past. Like, don't time travel. Like, just be present. Right. Be there. That's good. So, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So, I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at Book. Dot com. And Wes, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You live in San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually grew up down there until I was about 12 years old or so. So I fell in love with the beach, Mission Beach, Pacific Beach, La Jolla, whatever. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so what I would do is I would probably, since since my food and shelter is taken care of, I'd go to Mission Beach. I'd probably kick it on the beach for a week. I'd skateboard. I'd do some surfing. I'd relax. I'd make some friends. And then after the seven days, I would uh, figure out what I was going to do next. There you go. And that's what this question is all about is what would you, the individual guest, do and, and kick it? Just, let's chill out. Yeah. Let's relax. Yeah. At, at, at least for a week. I think after that, I'd get tired of sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you'd have a great aha moment, though, during those yes, seven sir. days. Absolutely. So, Wes, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sweet. Yeah, I'm available. Um at roasterscoffeebar.com or resilientcoffeeroasters.com. It's just, it's a, it's a couple of our businesses that, that, that we do. You guys find out anything there. Um, and, and, that, and that's it, man. I do coffee. That's what I do. I love it. And a parting piece of guidance. Don't listen to the naysayers. Um, you know, they always have those sayings about haters and about, you know, people that, uh, you know, mostly are jealous or, or, or struggling to, to be successful themselves. Um, that when you hear those things, just uh, know that it's uh, for your benefit that you'll continue going forward. And, and sooner or later, those, uh, those haters will turn into supporters. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Wes and JLD today. So keep up the heat. 
And head over to eofire.com, type Wes in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Resources, books, you name it. Of course, go straight to roasterscoffeebar.com. And what's the other one, Wes? Uh, Resilientcoffeeroasters.com. There it is. Yep, yep. I just want to say, Wes, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Rock and roll. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Ready to rock your own webinar? Text webinar course to 33444. That's webinar course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 10-day webinar course like a champ. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.